Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more, talking sports, uh, yes we do, talking sports, uh. It's for you, Ray and Tay, and we spit it every day, and we're talking sports, give us a call, okay? Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. It's our college football preview show. We've been waiting for this since the national championship game in Dallas, Texas last year. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up. Let's go back to school and talk some college football. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, shoot us some emails, today at gmail.com, your Heisman Trophy winner, your college football playoff final four, and your champ, whatever you want to send us. We're ready for you, you know? We, we want you to chime in. We're, we're, we're here for the people. Tweet at us, at Ray and Tate Today. Also, check out the Ray and Tate Today website. It's RayandTayToday.com. We've got some great college football interviews there with, you know, the man, Coach David Shaw. We've got Charles Davis. Oh, a bunch of people. Lots to talk about. Really, it's all college football. We'll have George Reister joining us soon. But real quick, Ray, before we get to the college football, we got a ton of quick news. Brady, we have to wait. There was no mediation. We'll get a ruling soon. NFL, wow. Robert Griffin III benched Kirk Cousins. We'll get Ray's thought on that real quick. Tyrod Taylor starting in Buffalo, and the Bills also cut their nine-year running back over there with them, Fred Jackson. That's kind of sad. We had a no-hitter. And this is for the second time in nine days for the Dodgers. The Cubs, Jake Arrieta, who could be the Cy Young, pitches a no-no, Ray. I want to know what you think about that as well. The VMAs last night. Kanye says he's running for president in 20, uh, 2020. Uh, I don't know. Sounds crazy. The VMAs were pretty cool. Give us your emails on that. Ray, 10 years since Katrina. You had the Texans, the Saints game. Uh, emotional, sad, very sad event in our history. You know, we remember that well. All this different stuff going on in sports. And then the most recent, Julius Thomas, finger, might need surgery, could miss the first four weeks, and the U.S. Open starts. Let me hear your thoughts first on RG3 before we start our college football preview. So RG3 situation is a disaster. They traded up <laughs> with the St. Louis Rams, gave up the farm to get this kid, and he had a great rookie year, and everybody thought that he and Andrew Luck would go neck and neck and be those two great quarterbacks for the next decade. But 
He did have that one good year, but he's turning out to be, you know, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf situation. Um, this is this is just a disaster for them. Now, if he's not the guy and Kirk Cousins is the guy, or at least is the guy for now, then then move on. Then you know, for RG 3s sake, for their sake, then trade him. The problem is such a big personality. Just to even have him in the clubhouse. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I, you know, he's got to start well, in Washington. Remember, they had all they those injuries last year, Ray. They had all those injuries last year, so the coach says they're they're going with the three quarterbacks. Well, you know, that's like that college statement: if you have three, you have none. Uh, you don't have three quarterbacks in New England. You don't have three quarterbacks in New Orleans. You don't have three quarterbacks in Indianapolis. You don't have three quarterbacks in Denver. So. It's a disaster, basically, for the Redskins. I mean, they have a the, the semblance of a good, you know, offensive team, and they just need that quarterback. Jay Gruden's an offensive guy too, so so was Shanahan. Something isn't right there in Washington. I I, I don't know what it is, man. It might be the political swings, playing so close to the capital. I don't know what's going on in D.C. But if you're a Redskins fan today, you're not very happy. No, you're definitely not. Real quick, also, what did you think about the Cubs? And they just traded for Austin Jackson, defensive center fielder with some speed. What did you think about the potential Cy Young winner with the no-hitter for the Cubs? Huge win, and they are solidifying that wild-card spot for Jake Arrieta. 17 wins. Uh, he only has – they had a stat that he only has 750 innings under his belt. So – the guy is still young and fresh. He's 30 years old. He's the ace of that staff. You know, what John Lester would be. Well, it's actually Jake Arietta. So, again, they're building some big things in, in Chicago. So this guy is great. He's got movement on his pitches, that slider. He throws it for different speeds. He changes eye levels. Awesome young player. Uh, not so young. He's 30 years old. I have him on my fantasy team, by the way, so I'm very happy. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, we're about to get into our fantasy playoffs. So, listen, let's get into the college. Before we break down the preview, and we should have George Reiser, former Oregon Duck tight end, and Jacksonville uh, Jaguars tight end with us. Oof, that blow to Julius Thomas, not good for Blake Bortles. Um, These starting jobs, were you surprised with Tyrod Taylor getting it in Buffalo? They put a spanking on my Steelers. Um, What did you think about Tyrod Taylor? I actually love it with him starting. The well, neither of us were big fans of their quarterback situation, you know, for a long time, right? Since Frank Reich, <laughs> maybe since Jim Kelly. Um, so, you know, we didn't think that they really had a legitimate number one quarterback, and so why not give Tyrod Taylor a chance? You know, I mean, who, who's your other option at, at this point, right? You didn't see anything from from anybody else on the roster to have you believe that they – and this is a team that's got a lot of offensive talent. I mean, if you think oh, yeah. Woods and Watkins, McCoy, uh, they've got a decent offensive line. Charles they've Clay, got a, Percy Harvin. Clay and Harvin, you know, playmakers and a great defense. Quarterback, you know, you could convince this quarterback that all you need to do is be a Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson type and just manage the game. And you can manage well, your way to a Super Bowl. Love, let me ask you this. Don't you love, though, that he can run? He was in Baltimore for six years, so he's sort of a, a young veteran. He actually has a decent arm. 
And on top of it, if you just ask him to sort of move the chains and don't turn it over and him being athletic with Greg Roman, who had Kaepernick, I think it's the perfect fit. I really do. I, I think it's the perfect fit. But you know what, Ray? Our fans, they want college football. So we got to talk about it. We got to give it to them. We have some big games coming up this weekend and some big games on Thursday. So we'll be back Friday to talk about the weekend games. But just right off the bat, before we get into previewing anything, when you look at, at Thursday night and you've got the, the era starting for Big Blue Nation, Harbaugh and Michigan go to Utah. And we know about the Utes. And, and, and Utah has got a solid team. They beat Michigan last year. Can Michigan actually hold their own or even come close to winning this game? Or do you think Utah kind of blows them out of the water Thursday night on Fox Sports 1? No, I think Michigan plays a good game. Michigan could win the game. I mean, I have Utah winning, but I think Michigan could win the game. I'm really high on Michigan. I think they have a decent set of recruits. Uh, They've got some special talent on the defensive end. They've got quarterback questions with your boy Zaire Taylor, but I think Michigan's a good team. I, I like Utah a little bit better, and I think Michigan's probably a year away. But uh, don't sleep on the Wolverines. Again, uh, Harbaugh is a program maker. He made it in you know, San Diego State. He made it at Stanford. He made it at, at uh, uh, San Francisco. Now, he did have great talent, so let's not you know uh, <laughs> underestimate the role talent plays here. Yeah, you don't want to sugarcoat it. <laughs> exactly. But, but you know, Brady Hoke didn't leave the cupboard bare. Um, I will say this, though. He did have some transfers to Harbaugh, so he's got to deal with uh, a year or two to get up to speed. And, you know, I do playing think the against... inferior offensive line, though, Ray, don't you think they got a small kind of inferior offensive line? That might come back to bite them a little. True, but they have two enormous backs, and they are ready to pound the football. So, you know, ground and pound Jim Harbaugh style. Get ready ah, for I like it in Ann Arbor. Okay, so how about TCU at Minnesota? And Minnesota, surprise, you know, Big Ten contender last year, obviously, you know, had a great running game, scrappy defense. Does TCU have to watch out because they could be overlooking this team on the road at Minnesota? This could be a good game for a potential national champion and Heisman winner in uh, Trayvon Boykin. I think TCU is so hungry and so ready that they're not going <laughs> to let a game one trip them up. I think they win big. I think they win like 48-20. This team is unbelievable, this TCU team. We'll talk about them a little bit more later on, but they have 10 returning offensive starters, six returning defensive starters. Trayvon Boykin, a legitimate top three, right, maybe five Heisman Trophy candidate. So he's the man. They're Unbelievable. Patterson is not going to let them not be ready for this uh, Minnesota Gopher team. So I like TCU big. You know, I totally agree with you. I think that they have the potential this year, and we will predict it, but they, they definitely have a shot to stand there at the end out here in Glendale, Arizona, where the championship will be crowned. So a couple of little notes. You know, those are the big Thursday games. But a couple of little notes. LSU, Brandon Harris is going to get the start for their quarterback. We haven't heard anything from Alabama yet. It's still kind of like, you know, Saban's like, uh, one of my three guys. Florida State, 
to Everett Golson. So that's good to hear. Oregon, you know your guy, Vernon Adams, passed the test. Ohio State, Ray, he hasn't announced it yet. He said you'll find out on, you know, Monday night when they're playing Virginia Tech, the first snap, who's starting. But I don't know if you heard this, the team selected JT Barrett as the captain. Do you think that's a sign that Barrett might get the job? I think he might be leaning towards him. What do you think? Wow. I just had penciled in Cardell Jones. Uh, I was figuring he'd take 70, 80% of the snaps just because of big, strong kid, prototype yeah. NFL prospect. Uh, but JT Barrett was a Heisman Trophy candidate, you know, until he got hurt. So there's no reason to think that he didn't spend the offseason getting his game right. So it's a. It's an embarrassment of riches. I mean, there are four or five teams out there that have no quarterback to speak of going into the season and need a quarterback pretty badly. And Ohio State has three. You know, where's Braxton Miller, right? Can we can we get him back in the mix? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's great. I know. You almost, it, it's hard to believe that that's sort of the situation. And I will say this. You know, as we see with RG3 and these other quarterbacks, this spread offense, it's great for the quarterbacks in college. It really delays them in terms of, you know, the NFL, you know, because they're just basically making the one read and they're just shotgun snapping and throwing it. They're not taking the five, three, or seven-step drops. But for college football, it challenges the defenses. And even a genius like Saban, he's like, look, I need Lane Kippen to get my offense jump-started which, you know, he did this year. We'll see. They're going to miss Cooper on the outside, who looked good with the Raiders uh, last night out there playing against Arizona. But they, um, they're they really – I don't know if Alabama's defense – they have a great defensive line coming back, but I don't know if they're really built – and a lot of these SEC teams are built to really handle these spread offenses and the, the hurry up and the, and the quickness. So there's so many fascinating storylines and really the question of college football is basically it's Ohio State and then maybe 15 to 16 other teams that can make it to the college football playoff. I really think that it's an open field this year. You know, you got people like uh, Kirk Herbstreit from ESPN picking, you know, Oklahoma and Arizona State to be in the Final Four. So that just shows you how open a lot of the experts feel it is. Do you agree? Do you think it's Ohio State and then the field to make it to the college football playoff? I do. I do. I think this Ohio State team is like the Alabama teams from the past five or six years where you basically penciled them in. Uh, I don't like having two quarterbacks. Like I said, if you have more than one, you have none. But in this case, in the rare exception of Ohio State, any of these three oh, quarterbacks. I, yeah, well, three, frankly, if you had Braxton Miller back into the mix. But um, I think any of these three quarterbacks can lead them to a national championship. One did already. One has a good chance of uh, of doing it again, or Braxton, you know, and Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller was the you know uh, Big Ten Player of the Year for two years, Offensive Player of the Year. So to me, yeah. it, it's all about Ohio State. I mean, it, you know, as much as we underestimated them last year going into the Final Four, I, I may be overestimating them, but it's all about Ohio State, and everybody else is is you know, really bringing up the rear. The only team I think really in that in their class is TCU. And right. when you go after TCU and Ohio State, then it's anybody's game. I think then there's six or eight teams vying for those last two spots. But I think if TCU can take care of Baylor, uh, it's really TCU 
and Ohio State. It looks like our caller's here, so let's punch him in. Let's talk to our college football guru. Yes. George? Hey, 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 what's hey George. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? All right, yeah, George, man, how you doing? Cool. Welcome to Ray and Tay. Oh, man, it's good to be back with you guys, man. It's uh, old times. And, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we're riding out right now. That's awesome. That's Where great, are you right George. now? Where are you right now, George? I said, where oh, are you I'm right in, now, uh, in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, out, okay. in, out, in, out in the valley for the next couple couple hours till it's time to go to work. Okay. Okay. All so, right. Well, thanks for joining George, us again. Yeah. Let's listen, George. Let's jump right in, man. You're you're the guy to talk to. Obviously, you're tight with the program. You were a, a great tight end at Oregon at Oregon with the Ducks. Break down for us the Pac-12 this year. Probably the deepest conference, right there, tied neck and neck with the SEC. Who's coming out? Oregon, USC, UCLA. Break it down for us, George. Well, I got to go with, I mean, you're still the champ until you get knocked out. So I I think that the uh, North especially is Oregon's to lose. That, you know, that Stanford with Hogan at quarterback is going to be significantly better. Washington, uh, Chris Peterson's second year there. They should be much improved. He's getting some of his recruits there and, quote, unquote, his guys. And the, the the type of athletes to to play in his system, I like. Or uh, Oregon State, I think, is going to be down some this year. Washington State and their high powered offense is going to be competitive. But I, I definitely out of the North, I got to go with Oregon. But out of the Pac-12 South, I think it's wide open. You got potential for Arizona to come out of the South, uh, just like last year. UCLA, they're going to go as far as their freshman quarterback Josh Rosen is going to be able to take them. Uh, over at US, USC, you would have thought that they would have been the front runner, but they got some internal issues going on with with, with Sark now, and wondering, you know, is he going to uh, is he going to coach this season? What's going on in his personal life, and all sorts of things like like that. Oh, and then you can't forget about my dark horse for the national championship this year. It has to be the Arizona State Sun Devils. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think that if they can get past their, their first game with Texas A&M and get a lot of confidence and dominate out of that game, I think that they could be uh, like, you know, a team that just jumps out of not out of nowhere but surprises a whole lot of people getting in the college football playoff if they can knock off Oregon in the championship. Wow. Okay. okay. So let like me ask that. you, are you really liking um, – Obviously, the quarterback, he played a lot last year when Taylor Kelly was out. Uh, and D.J. Foster, do you, think, yeah, do you think Todd Graham has got this program where they need to be mentally and they have enough depth to survive the strong Pac-12 schedule? Well, uh, I think so. A, a lot for them because they're going to be able to score points. I think for them it's going to have to be their defense and how well their secondary holds up and how able they're how well they are to rush the passer because no team in the like college football blitzes at the same rate that Arizona does. I mean, they send them, they, they will see you from every angle. So 
So uh, that's one of the ways that they're able to get on top teams and just, you know, and not let them up for for air. So I think that if they're able to, you know, secure that defense, secure their their uh, secondary, that Oh, George, you're breaking up. Yeah, we might have lost George there. George, are you still with us? Hello? Yeah, you're just breaking up a little bit. Oh, I think we lost him. I think we lost him. No, it brings up some good points. And, and, you know, it's funny because the the Pac-12 South, which has been the conference that – or the – the division that everybody's been pointing to now has a lot of question marks and, and, you know, Sarkeesian is a question mark and, and uh, a couple of the starting quarterbacks, but I like his Arizona state pick, even though, you know, that, that game against Texas A&M is going to be really interesting, right? Because Texas A&M, they brought the defensive coordinator over from LSU and they've got all kinds of lawsuits going on over there and, and Texas A&M is, is another interesting team, right? They expanded. They're, they're up over a hundred thousand in, in that, uh, you know, in that awesome. Well, you know the storyline. You know the storyline that's great is Kyle Allen. He went to my son's high school out here in Scottsdale to Desert Mountain. So he's going up against the school that he sort of grew up watching in Arizona State, and he won that starting job. So I think you know that's going to be fascinating. Texas A&M is really a sleeper team in the SEC. So Arizona State playing down there in Houston in the Noise and Reliance Stadium, that's going to be a heck of a matchup. But I'm glad to hear that George thinks Arizona State's going to be really, you know, a top team and a dark horse, you know, just like Kirk Herbstreit thought. I really like Arizona State as well. I, this is going to be a magical year for them. Obviously, Bo Graham, his son, Todd, um, Todd Graham, his son, Bo Graham, stepped away from the program, you know, some personal reasons or whatever. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But I really think this could be – a magical year for them. But USC, Ray, you know how I feel about Cody Kessler. USC, I think that offensive line might be the best in, in the Pac-12. You got to really watch out for them. And we always know Stanford with Coach David Shaw, friends of the show, is is a monster. Hando and Hogan's back for his final season. So it's going to be a, a, a fight out there. And you think that they, they really have caught up to the SEC? They're so deep. Of course, the SEC West is ridiculous, but give me your thoughts on those two conferences. I don't think they've caught up, but I think they've materially closed the gap. Now, there's a lot of storylines coming out of the Pac-12. I mean, you got to figure you got your boy over there, Scooby, right in Arizona, right? You've got uh, Vernon Adams in Oregon. How is he going to go from, you know, the old 1AA or whatever they're calling it now, uh, FCS, FBS? Um You've got some serious questions in some of the some of the old traditional programs like Stanford. You know how, how is Stanford going to fare? Arizona, Arizona State. You know who's going to come out of that matchup. So I love the Pac-12, and I think the Pac-12 has really put themselves on the map as probably you know Big 12 fans might. Big Ten fans, sorry, might disagree a little bit. Big 12 with TCU and Baylor at the top, I don't think they have the depth. Maybe Oklahoma, too, they don't have the depth, though. So I really do think the Pac-12 has really set themselves up for for number two. SEC is number one. Even SEC West is is so good. They're they're the conference that needs some quarterbacks, though. But if they can figure out their quarterback situation, uh, SEC just just is still, you know, maybe they're not head and shoulders above, but they're they're above the competition. 
Well, really, it's it's Prescott, and then and then you're waiting for the who's the second best quarterback, you know, with all the different right. programs. I mean, Hudson Mason at Georgia last year was is a turnover show. You know, they're going to rely a lot on Chubb. You see, maybe Arkansas steps up. We'll see what this kid uh, at LSU, Brandon Harris, does. It's going to be fascinating, but you really got to believe they've got to. They're going to hope that some of these young quarterbacks this year and then next year step up for the conference as a whole to, you know, to really be top-notch quarterbacks. Remember, not this draft, but the year before, they lost, what, like four quarterbacks to the NFL draft with A.J. McCarron and those guys, you know, and Zach Bettenberg, you know. So that, that's what they're missing. And so maybe, you know, it's reciprocal. I think maybe they'll come back. They still have the superior size and offense and defensive lines, though, and I think that's what helps the SEC. But listen, this is the guy you got to watch for, the starter at Auburn, Jeremy Johnson, and I think he might be the second-best quarterback and could really be leading or Auburn to you know the promised land. Um, hopefully, George will get back with us. I know he's having some phone trouble. So let's, let's start breaking down our preview. This is a year where – you're going to see, like we said, so many different teams. Fascinating enough, when we talked about it, even with all those great teams that Alabama had, do you know in terms of the AP preseason poll, Ohio State is the only unanimous number one every vote? That's fascinating. Wow. Wow. I didn't know that. So that, that I was fascinated to hear that. Let's, let's start with the conferences. Give me your, your, your winner for the ACC. I know it's really a two-team race. But what are your thoughts on the ACC this year? Well, you know, the ACC to me has got a lot of decent teams, one or two really good teams. But I think this is – I hate to say to all the ACC fans out there, but I think there's a little bit of a down here for the ACC. Um, right. I personally am looking at Florida State or Clemson, and I think that Florida State – I think they have a little bit of a letdown this year. And so I'm going with the sophomore coming off the ACL. Uh, I, I like Clemson. I think that Clemson is going to go ahead and take care of business, reminiscent of the 80s where we had, you know, Clemson football as, as kind of our, you know, our go-to. You know, we love the Clemson Tigers. Oh, yeah. That, little, that orange. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going with Clemson. Uh, throwback. I'm going to get my throwbacks. Uh, you know, put my – I still have a Clemson hat, you know, from back in the days. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm oh. going with Clemson in the ACC. Well, I can't be mad at you because of Deshaun Watson. It's just ridiculous. But, look, they've got Bri- Martavis Bryant and Sammy Watson. He's coming off injury, though. Throws. I mean, we're – we're assuming he'll jump right in, but, you know, there, there's definitely some question marks. Oh, no, no, without a doubt. But the talent, I think he's the most talented. You know, I, I've been bouncing back and forth, and I really want to go with them. But my only issue is I love Jimbo Fisher and Florida State to me. I think Clemson might have a little bit of a tougher road, you know, to go with their schedule. You can't sleep on Virginia Tech and Duke. I think there's talent there. Uh, Georgia Tech, obviously, is a ranked team. We know how talented they are. But I think at the end of the day, Florida State pulls it out because Delvin Cook, the legal issues are past him. He's going to be a stud. And Everett Golson, I think 
being with Jimbo and their quarterback coach and that whole system, he will excel at Florida State, and he'll have more speed around him than he had at Notre Dame. And I think he just needed a change of venue. It's going to help him. And Florida State edging out Clemson, even when they play each other a tight game, you know, maybe like 35-30, Florida State takes down the ACC for me this year. So, Ray, okay. hit me up. Big, big 10. What, 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 are you, what are you seeing, man? I mean, we know it's obvious, but break it it's down. For Ohio me. State, Ohio State, Ohio State. I think that Michigan State will be pretty good. I think Michigan will surprise some people with that two-headed monster running the ball. Um, they've got some, some, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota might, might do okay. But ultimately, this is all about how dominant can Ohio State be in that conference. I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear to me they'll go undefeated. They won't lose until potentially a Final Four matchup. But even that November 28th game against Ohio State, I think even though it's at, I mean, against Michigan, sorry, it's in the big house, I still think no yeah. problem. No worries, no problem. By the way, when, later in the show, I'm going to read to you those matchups on November 27th and 28th, and you'll just realize that you don't leave the house that weekend. I mean, that weekend after oh, Thanksgiving is just yeah. unbelievable. It, 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 it's going to build up to be, yeah, I, you know, it, it's so fascinating how it works out. I would totally agree with you. Ohio State is so dominant. Look, we we know whether it's Cardell Jones or JT Barrett. I wish it would be Jones because after that he'll be a you know first round draft pick. JT Barrett's younger; he's got more time. So we'll see you know what Urban Meyer does. But Ezekiel Elliott, you know, probably the Heisman front runner. This kid's a stud. Joey Bosa is only going to miss a Virginia Tech game. They'll be back. We know what the defense, the speed, the talent. I'll tell you this: Connor Cook and Michigan State. They we know what they do defensively. Right, the offense. He this is Connor Cook's season. It's all or nothing. Everybody's projecting him to be, you know, top ten pick. Well, he's got to show it on the field. Michigan State needs to go into that game against Ohio State undefeated, and then we can really talk some things about them. Penn State, they'll be better. You know, uh, your boy Hattenberg, he, he he's got to stand up. Right, the offensive line. He got sacked the most in maybe the nation, definitely in the Big Ten. Forty-four sacks last year. That's just too much. And so I think Penn State will have a little bit more talent. You know, we'll see what Minnesota and Iowa and those guys do. Michigan will be improved with Harbaugh. Hope my Maryland Terps get some wins. But it's Ohio State, without a doubt, all day, every day. Big 12, Ray, what are you thinking? This is, uh, you know, it's potentially a two-team race, but a lot of people are saying Oklahoma's back. What's, what, what's Ray thinking for the Big 12 this year? So, this conference is a little more interesting. Uh, I think that TCU doesn't really know how to play from ahead, you know, and be the hunted. But like we said before, they have tremendous talent. They've got 10 returning starters on offense, uh, six on defense. They've got a defensive-minded coach. They've got a leader in Trayvon Boykin. I think that these guys for the past two or three years are starting to figure out what it is to be a top-tier program. And they have that one matchup on the 27th of November against Baylor. <laughs> uh, they'll have some other, other tough matchups, but I think that's, that's yeah. the biggest one obstacle to them. And, and they've got 
you know, each of them has each other, uh, you know, basically to drive them, and they both think they should have been in that Final Four instead of Ohio State. So both of them are ultra-motivated, but, but I like TCU. I think the division will be, will be tight, and, and Oklahoma State might do some things, and, and Oklahoma might do some things, of course, Baylor, but I think at the end of the day, TCU. I totally agree. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Patterson's a great coach. I thought they were better than Baylor last season. Baylor did win. I watched that entire game. It was one heck of a battle. But Trayvon Boykin this year, to me, with that defense and his experience, this kid could potentially, Ray, run for 1,000 yards and pass for 4,000. That's the type of season he could have. He's right there with Ezekiel Elliott for probably the Heisman front runners, the two of them. TCU is going to be amazing. I think Baylor's tough. I think they're saying that this quarterback is going to be uh, a stud for them. We'll see. Uh, what's his name? Seth um, Seth Rosen something bomb or Berg. He's supposed to be solid. Baylor, our Biles, the coach, he's facing some controversy now with the recruit, but I think they'll step up. Oklahoma and Oak State to me and Texas, they this conference is back on the rise. It's five teams that are good could all be ranked at the end of the season. And Oak State, they have the potential to play spoiler because they're going to host Baylor and TCU. So it's all it's it's wide open. Oklahoma will definitely be a top team. I'm not jumping the gun that they're ready to win a conference. I'm sticking with TCU. Patterson, Boykin, let's go. TCU, baby. They're winning the Big 12. Let's go to the Pac-12, baby. Break it down for me. It's wide open. What are your thoughts? It is wide open, and this might be words to our boy George Reister's heart, but <laughs> we've got a bunch of teams that could lay claim. I mean, I think you, later on in the show, you'll say that somebody from the Pac-12 uh, is winning the Heisman Trophy. Uh, but I believe that this kid, Vernon Adams, is coming Woo! in there and is going to do big things. Now, is he Marcus Mariota? Where's he from, yo? Where's he from? Was it East Washington? East Washington State? Eastern Washington. He put up some yo-man numbers. And he did some (laughs) of it against Division I FBS schools, uh, for the most part FCS schools. But this kid passed his test, won the starting position, and they've got an offensive juggernaut up there. And as long as they play enough defense in in a conference that has a lot of offensive talent and a lot of offensive players, but as long as they have enough, this team is Oregon's going to win. Oregon's going to win the Pac-12. So I I think that uh, it may not be a repeat of you know going to the national championship game, but I think they they handle their conference. I think there's enough uncertainty with Arizona, Arizona State. Um, you know, UCLA, USC, Stanford. There's a lot of good teams in the Pac-12, but I think that Oregon is just a little bit better. But I want to know who's got the best fans in the Pac-12. Maybe Ray and Tay will have to let everybody know. We might have to yeah, that go might be around. A we know who has the best uniforms, but that's that's a different story. <laughs> oh, man, this, this is going to be fascinating. Well, for me, I'm going to tell you, I'm falling in love with this program out here. I think Arizona State, is bursting with talent. I think they're they're bursting with 
just the energy, everything that you, you could imagine. They, to me, are sort of the upset team. They can, you know, put it on anybody, anytime, anywhere. But there's a gentleman. And I don't think uh, uh, um, there's an issue with uh, Sarkeesian. I don't think, I think it was, it happened long enough ago, you know, in this news cycle and just everything, people are going to sort of push it back and forget about it. So I think the kids and the, and the program will be fine. You know, he made a mistake, whatever. Cody Kessler, with that offensive line, the speed and the talent, to me, USC will win the Pac-12. They're going to face Arizona State, have a battle with them and a battle with UCLA because UCLA is, you know, they're going to miss Hundley, but the offensive line will finally be better after the kid leaves, right? It's sad. But UCLA will be tough. you got to watch Oregon and Stanford. You can't sleep on them. But at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's USC, and Oregon will probably be third behind Arizona State. I, I really like ASU this year. Like you said, Arizona's tough. But USC and Cody Kessler, this guy could throw close to 5,000 yards this year. He's going to have a yeoman season, and I think that their defense is ready in the high-scoring Pac-12 to survive because I, I love, like you mentioned, Washington's good. Arizona, Georgia's talking about Washington, Washington State. And don't forget about Jared Goff at Cal. California, that quarterback, Goff, we've spoken about the quarterbacks a couple of weeks ago Big on our show. Last year, kid, yeah. woo, he can light it up, and sometimes you know it's just, uh, you know, and then like what happened to Arizona State last year. When you go to Washington State, it's hard to win there. The weather could be bad. You don't know what happens. You know, teams can pull upsets. Listen, anything is possible, but USC will redeem and make Sarkeesian and, and, and Hayden and everybody at USC, the Trojans, are back. SEC, the, we saved the, the, the biggest and the best for last. Ray, talk to me. Who in the heck is coming out of the SEC? You know, when in doubt, go with Alabama. <laughs> Everybody's good. There's a lot of good teams, right? A and M. We said they're expanding the stadium. They've got a defensive coordinator from LSU. Um, Sumlin's a great Dave, coach too. We got to give him props. He's a great coach. Yeah. So, so we've got for sure, you know, some storylines. Uh, Ole Miss has that unbelievable draft class from 2013. That now is yeah. gonna, you know, that's gonna be the first round. I mean, they're they're gonna do an Alabama defensive lineman. Yeah, and have four or five people in that first, uh, you know, in that first round, and and led by Treadwell, and you know they, they're awesome. Um, they've got again, uh, you know, you said Auburn, you know, they've got a replacement. It looks like for Nick Marshall. I love the SEC. I think that the SEC East could present uh, an opportunity for a dark horse like a Tennessee or a Georgia, right? If they can stay uh. under the radar screen a little bit, and then you know beat the SEC West champion in the SEC championship. So they've got an outside chance. The, uh, yeah, the Iron Ball, Auburn, Alabama. Well, Auburn, Alabama, that, you know that's going to be unbelievable. They're going to keep playing that uh, <laughs> the replay of two years ago with the – with the uh, remember when Nick Saban misses Chris the, Davis, the field yeah. goal, misses the seven yarder <laughs> Chris Davis with the return. Yeah, exactly. So that game is being played now, you know, in Auburn this year. So they're going to replay that on the screen all day, all night. But I, I just think Alabama. I just think 
Nick Saban will figure it out. He doesn't know who, their, who his quarterback is, but you know what? Well, you and I are a little too old. But maybe 15 years ago <laughs> we could go out there and, and, and pull up Blake Sims and, and go be the quarterbacks. But I, I like <laughs> I like Alabama. Well, I don't see why you wouldn't. They definitely lost some talent to the NFL. And like I said about Cooper, T.J. Yeldon. I think Derrick Henry, though, Ray, he's a stud. I think he's ready to take off at back. They do have some receivers. They, they, they always have linebackers. But that O-line and defensive line, it's like NFL, you know, minor league. It's almost like they, they can match up with Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Like they're, <laughs> they're O and defensive line. They're saying this might be Saban's best defensive line ever. That excites me. And I think at the end of the day – Georgia's got issues. You love Chubb. Tennessee, eh, they're on the rise, but they still got to prove it, right? Shout out to our boy Charles Davis, the volunteer alum. Tennessee is, you know, they, they definitely got skills. Kentucky's going to be better. We know about Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You know, I love uh, my boy uh, Dak Prescott. I think he's a stud. I really like Arkansas. A lot of people are starting to talk about them. It's just their schedule is a monster because they have to play Bama and Auburn, and I think they play Georgia. Arkansas, if they didn't have the rough schedule, they could surprise people. They still could pull upsets. I love Jeremy Johnson, but Auburn, we'll see what he can do. But at the end of the day, I think it will be probably Coker, at quarterback. And I got to believe that Bama will be able to hold on and survive. And I think Alabama wins the SEC, baby. Okay. Hold on. We got a caller. Maybe he wants to ask Ray and Tay a couple questions about college or other sports. Hello. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tay. Um, hello. This is um, Elijah. I'm from Scottsdale. Okay. Um, Home and... of the Arizona State Sun Devils and the Arizona Wildcats. <laughs> yep. Um, well, there's so much talent in college football, and so – my question was about the um, who you think will win the Heisman Trophy this year. I personally think it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott because he played such a tremendous role in their um, championship run last year, and I think that he could be the difference maker and just have a, an explosive season. And so wanted to know what you guys think. Well, okay. first of all, that's a great pick, a great call. Yeah. And that's a great pick. You think they can repeat? Let me ask. Let me ask the caller this, uh, Elijah. Do you think uh, Ohio State can repeat with Elliott and whoever they put at quarterback? I, I think they could. I mean, there's. I mean, it's hard to say at this point, but I mean, they do have. They do still have the key pieces. I mean, they. I don't see why not. Okay, so Ray, why don't you talk about who you who you got for the Heisman? That's where we were so going I next. So I love anyway. Ezekiel Elliott as a player. I think he'll have a fantastic year, and I would have picked him in any other year potentially. But I think that the storyline at quarterback at Ohio State is going to get so much pub and so much media attention. And if they do run the table, definitely one of the two quarterbacks is going to take at least some votes from Ezekiel Elliott. So. I love him. He'll be the first team All American. He'll, he'll probably be a you know a very important cog in that wheel. But my guy, and I mentioned his name a couple times, is Trayvon Boykin. I think that this guy is going to be in the media spotlight from day one, starting last year. The guy is just unbelievable, and he is really 
the 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 one guy that that you can hang your hat on is kind of the 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 face of the franchise, right? The face of the program. And if you think that LSU, or sorry, TCU is going to win eleven or twelve games this year, it'll be basically on the legs and on the back and on the arm of Trayvon Boykin. So even though they have 10 starters, offensive starters returning, he's the leader, he's the man, and I think he wins the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's uh, that's pretty okay. good. Well, well, let who's me, your guy? Let me take a shot at it. You know, I think the caller has got something there with Ezekiel Elliott, but, Ray, you make a great point as well. I mean, that kid is a beast. They won the championship really because of him, but I think – Cardinal Jones was so special when he ran and got that big first down. That that showed me something. I don't know if he'll get the start. Maybe JT Barrett will. But whoever that quarterback is will take a lot of votes away from Ezekiel Elliott. And I think Nick Chubb is yeah. somebody to watch out for. You know, he's a, sure. a stud running back from Georgia. And I think he'll carry Georgia at least 10 wins, maybe 10 and 2. But at the end of the day, I got to go with my guy at USC. And I love Boykin. You know I love TCU. I, TCU is one of my favorite teams going into the season. But USC is about to have one of those California dreaming seasons where everybody comes out of the woodworks, Reggie Bush and Matt Liner and Snoop Dogg and everybody. And Cody Kessler almost or probably will get 4,800, 47, almost 5,000 yards passing. And Cody Kessler is going to win the Heisman, the stud quarterback. A little short, but not short on talent. I love it. That's my Heisman pick. Mm, they're, they're very interesting. Uh, thank you for um, weighing in on my question. Thanks for the great All call. All right, Paula, thanks for calling. Keep listening mm-hmm. to Ray and Tay. Take care. Yep. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, that's great. You got the young kids calling in. You know, you can't you can't be mad at Ezekiel Elliott, right? That's a great pick by that caller, and he he might be right, and we both could be wrong. I think it's wide open to anybody. So I mean, what a coming me, out party for him in the national championship game, right? That eighty yard touchdown, and then and then just keep running it and running it and running it against a pretty good uh, you know opponent there in Oregon. I I, I love this kid Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I, I just think that the quarterback's going to get at least some of the shine and take it away from him. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think it could be one of those things where in New York, you'll have Kessler, Boykin, Elliott, maybe Chubb, and then possibly if Ohio State's undefeated, the quarterback as well. If you had two guys as finalists from one team, could it be possible? I think it could be possible. That would be fascinating to, to see and to watch. I would love that. So hopefully we will be able to uh, play a special interview for everybody. Let's, let's break it down, our college football playoff. We, we talked about our conference winners. Who's your final four, Ray? Who's going to stand up and, and, and shine? Stand up? For the, for the, so, se- for the second annual college football playoff. Exactly. So I like uh, you might not you might not believe it, but I like the Clemson Tigers to take the number four spot and meet the okay. number one overall pick, undefeated Ohio State Buckeyes. So 
So I like that in the 1-4 matchup. And then I like the Horned Frog. By the way, if they win the national championship, we're going to have to get us some Horned Frogs. Still don't know what they are, but I, I, you know, I, I'm willing to I'm I don't think learn. you should eat it. I don't think it tastes like chicken. No, no. A lot of things taste like chicken, but I'm not sure a Horned Frog tastes like chicken. Uh, so, yeah, so I got the TCU Horned Frogs against the Oregon Ducks in that matchup. And then it's it's chalk, though. It's one versus two, Ohio State against TCU in the national championship. And then they just, I mean, bigger, better, stronger, and a little bit faster. So I like Ohio State repeating as national champions. So a la, uh, you know, Alabama, they've got something special up there in, uh, you know, in uh, at Ohio State, right, in Columbus. So whoever repeat, the quarterback is, repeat. yeah, I'm going to repeat. All right. Well, I have Ohio State number one battling against my Heisman guy, USC number four. Now, I do think a lot of teams are going to come in with one loss. Everybody might have one loss except for Ohio State. So USC, their loss could be to Arizona State, Oregon, whatever. But I think they will there will only be one undefeated team in the playoffs. So I have Ohio State beating USC in that 1-4 matchup in a classic game. But I think Ohio State, the running of Ezekiel Elliott is too punishing, and USC won't be able to handle that. In the 2-3 matchup, I have TCU against Bama. And I think TCU and Nick Saban, they cannot handle that spread and that type of quarterback. Remember, Johnny Manziel kind of hurt them. I think Boykin is that type of guy and that type of athlete, and I think TCU beats Bama. And then I have the shocker of all time, Patterson outduels Meyer. And I think Boykin, your Heisman pick, you don't get the Heisman in my book, but he gets the jewelry and the trophy. I think TCU shocks the world and they upset Ohio State in the championship game to slow down that dream of the repeat. How do you like slow that? Slow down. Okay. Yeah, man. So, look, either way, we're both predicting big things for TCU, for Trayvon Boykin. I mean, it looks like this is going to be a great, great season down there at Texas Christian University. So, um I just want to go through this real quick. We're going to try and play a piece of audio. We're having some uh, technical difficulty. We'll see if we can try and play it for you. We have a special guest star. If we can't get it together this episode, we'll play it for you next episode. But I'm just going to read to you the games on November 27th and 28th. So, on the and let me if you only had one TV, you know which game. And we know Tay has a bunch of TVs, you know, at home at the crib. But which of these games would you watch if you could only watch one game? So on November, on November 27th, you got Baylor TCU, right? On November 28th, listen to this list. You got the Iron Bowl, Alabama at Auburn. You've got a repeat of that game two years ago, the national championship. You've got Ohio State at Michigan. You've got UCLA at USC. You've got Clemson at South Carolina. 
You've got Oklahoma at Oklahoma State, Ole Miss at Mississippi, and Florida Ooh. State at Florida. I mean, think about that rivalry Saturday. And then if you throw in the game Friday night, Baylor-TCU, I mean, that that's unbelievable. That, that one, you know, 24-hour stretch. That's Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah. That's Thanksgiving that's, weekend? That's, yeah. Oh, you, no, you just eat turkey and you you don't move. This is this, See, this that's the type of weekend where Ray and Tay, we – basically set down rules and laws and, and, and negotiations with uh you know our wives and we're like, look, this weekend we just we just can't. <laughs> we just can't. With this this is the weekend where it's our job, right? <laughs> we like we, we gotta stay from the television. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> all right. I, sure. Look, I wanna watch all of them. I wanna watch all you know what I th- those are the type of games that really you 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 could take advantage of a DVR and watch one or two or three, depending on the schedule, and then the ones that go up against each other at the same time, DVR them so you can watch them later because they're that good and they're all gonna be influential in setting the the matchup. So let's see if we can play this interview and then we'll finish with our final season uh, top ten for Ray and Tay. What we think will be the end of the season top ten. So let's rock and roll. So second year in a row, we had a non-SEC team win the national championship. Ohio State snuck up on us, and, and, and Urban Meyer, I guess he should never sneak up on us because he, he know what he did <laughs> in Florida, right? Um, Good point. Good point. Is, is, the sort of, uh, is the rest of college football catching up to the SEC and then specifically in the Big Ten with Harbaugh joining Urban Meyer and the rest of the slew of good coaches that they have there – is the gap closing on the SEC? I, I think, Plus the Pac-12, I think, don't forget the, them. I think, yeah. Oh, you brought up you brought up exactly where I was going. I think that you're right on. The, the, the gap has closed to to the extent that the SEC is still going to be a player each and every year, but that run of seven straight obviously has come to an end. And are we going to see that much see see another type of run start up again? I have my doubts about that type of a run. The SEC is still going to win their share. Okay, it's not like they're going to go away and they won't have teams win national titles. That's not that that that's that's just folly. But the Big Ten, as you point out, especially in the East, Michigan is upgraded with Harbaugh as their head coach. Obviously, what Meyer has done with Ohio State's already documented. The Antonio at Michigan State, he doesn't back down from anyone. And James that's Franklin right. at Penn State, and now and now they're making them whole again with the, with scholarships and 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 off of sanctions. The Big Ten East is Rockstar Central. The Big Ten West has excellent coaches, but they're not rock stars. Chris, I think, is going to do a nice job at Wisconsin. Riley is one of my favorite coaches, and I think Nebraska is going to re-energize him. And I think they, they hit a home run after the turmoil they had to deal with with Bo Pelini. Jerry Killen, what he's done in Minnesota every year, I just keep going. He can't keep doing that, can he? And he does. They played for it. Listen, they played the last game of the year last year the Big Ten West title and would have played in the Big Ten championship game if they won at That's right. Minnesota. Minnesota. And they have a they shot to upset TCU, maybe. Season. Yeah, you know, listen, maybe early on they could upset TCU, year, Charles. Exactly. They get, they get them at home. And that's a Thursday night opener. So you don't, you don't count out Minnesota. And then, of course, Iowa is teetering. Kirk Ferentz knows that his job truly is on the line. Excellent quality coaches in the Big Ten. Rock stars in the East, quality coaches in the West. And then you mentioned the Pac-12. 
the Pac-12 South may be the oh, most competitive conference, and it may be the most competitive division in college football this year. Who do you pick? Arizona, Arizona State, UCLA, USC. I mean, I mean, where do you That's go when you're picking that? Right when when you're looking at that at that South division, okay, and that also includes, I believe, Utah and Colorado. I mean. Yeah. Who do you take? I mean, and here's the one thing people keep saying: Well, UCLA doesn't have a quarterback because Josh Rosen's the freshman. We should be past the idea that that young quarterbacks can't win big games. Winston won it when he was a freshman, right? I mean, we can just go right down the line. These young quarterbacks come in firing now. Better yeah, trained, better school, school, more precocious. They 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 the seven on seven, the quarterback training. These kids come in ready to play. And then they play at a pretty high level. Look at last year with Arizona. Look, look what a new Solomon did for them at quarterback last year. They went to the no, basketball. definitely. So, I'll, so I'll, Charles, I'll, I'll I got two for you, real quick. I want to okay. I want to I want to jump in and ask you. Give me three or four names that potentially could be battling for the the Heisman Trophy this year. Now, we know Boykin's back from TCU, maybe a, yeah, a Prescott. He's one. You know, I don't know if Ghostin could wake up at, at Florida State. Who do you think is going to be in the running, maybe even Cardell Jones, uh, for the Heisman Trophy? Yep. Well, Ezekiel Elliott, the running back mm. at Ohio State, has to be involved in that because they will run the football. And yeah. the, run, the role he got on late was big. Whatever quarterback takes the reins and plays all the games at Ohio State, whether it's Cardell Jones, <laughs> J.T. Braxton, I mean J.T. Barrett, or even Braxton Miller, how about this? Braxton Miller was a two-time Big Ten Player of the Year before he didn't play last year. Barrett was yeah. fifth, I believe, fifth or sixth in the Heisman Trophy last year, and Cardell Jones only won the three most important games in recent years for Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, that's an embarrassment of riches. All three of them you could put into this thing. Boykin, I think, is a, is a, is a big-time talent at TCU and a guy that has the type of offense and the numbers that can put up that you're going to put out there. And if they go ahead and, and do what they did last year, he will heavily be involved in that. Look out west to Cody Kessler, quarterback. Mm, yeah. Ton of, ton of production, big-time athletes around him to get the football to, and if he keeps those interception numbers as low as last year, the, the touchdown numbers will continue to climb. So, so those are just the good guys. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and they play fast. So because they play fast, they're going to run more plays. They're going to run 85 to 90 plays a game. So that, that allows you more opportunities to sling it around a little bit. And then I'll give you a guy that's just off the, off the radar a little bit is, is, is uh, Booker, the running back out of Utah. I mean, he's a mm. big-time player. And Utah's going to be pretty darn good this year. By the way, they open at home against Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. You think there'll be a little, oh, bit, wow. a little bit of attention on that game? And if he comes oh, out that's and be, well early, look out. That's going to be a lot of fun. So before we, you know, and we appreciate you joining us. We, we know we can't keep you forever, but once we get to talking with you, yeah. Charles, it is just <laughs> exciting. So let me ask you this. It. When you're looking for the college football playoff, and, again, it will be four teams, and maybe in the future it will yes. expand. You know, I think real fans want eight, but we'll see. I mean, four yeah. is it's a, it's sufficient for now. But will any of the SEC teams make it in the Final Four? And which, you know, four or five teams do you think will be there at the end, whether it's the Florida State or Oregon, TCU? What, what team should we look for? Well, I think I think right off right off the top, I'm thinking Ohio State still is the class mm-hmm. of the Big Ten. I think TCU 
and Baylor are going to uh, wage it, you know, really leverage it out in the Big 12 as we sit here now. And I think TCU probably has a little bit of an edge early because Boykin's done it a little more often. But Seth Russell, the quarterback for Baylor, I don't think they're going to miss a beat with him. I think they just know yeah. how to produce these guys and going to play. I think when you look at the uh, the ACC, Florida State's there, but Deshaun Watson at Clemson gives them much more than a puncher's chance of being really, really good. So, so, so I think that that's you know that's somebody to take a good strong look at as, as we look at the ACC, and then of course with the SEC, the SEC West is the conference that runs things. Last year I was skeptical about Mississippi State and Ole Miss running the table just because DNA being being the target each and every week they're not used to that, but they both got a taste of it last year. That can only help them going forward to where we're the ones circled instead of we're the ones chasing all the time. It's a different mentality. Alabama, of course, has plenty to prove. They feel like, well, you know, losing in the semifinals is like a, a losing season for them. So you've got plenty of talent that's out there. And in the East, I don't think any of the teams in the East and the SEC are a true national championship contender. But the problem is you, you will have to play one of those teams in the SEC title game. And Missouri the last two years, especially last year, they really put, they really gave Alabama a heck of a battle, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the voters will – I mean that, that that strength of schedule playing that SEC West champion will be will be a huge benefit to them. And also the yeah. Pac-12, we talked about. You know they probably beat up on each other. They're probably looking they, at they, it now. They beat up on each other, but we, you got to figure. You got to find out who comes out of the out of the South. And then in the North, I still think it's Oregon and Stanford, and everyone else is still chasing them. So so that yeah, no, to you're, watch too. you're right about that. Do you like Auburn at all, Charles? How do you like Auburn? I, I like I like I like Auburn a bunch. I think that it's going to be fun to see. They're very excited about the new quarterback that they've got. Um, Malzahn feels good about fixing his defense because he went out and made the big time hire in Muschamp. And remember, they couldn't slow anyone down at all last year, despite Ellis Johnson having had a great resume prior to. So yeah, Auburn is right in right in there swinging away. I mean, once again, the SEC West. <laughs> how'd you like how'd you like to try and wade through that and become a champion? Good luck. Uh, it's going to yeah, be difficult. Too many, too many bruises to come out of there, probably. <laughs> a whole bunch definitely, of them. Definitely, definitely. It's been great talking with Charles, you Charles, thank yeah. you so thank much. Thank you so much, bro. Good luck with the PGA. Good luck with the golf. We, we know you're thank not you. a football guy, but, but we're rooting for you in any sport you touch because I know you do a great job. And we love we love all following right. you on the, on the air and on all the social media definitely. as well. Definitely. Each, each, each Saturday, I got my kids loving college football. I got two-year-old twins. And they love college football, and I think you and Gus were a big part of that, so we I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, thank you, and I appreciate that as well. We'll talk soon, I'm sure, okay, guys? Yes, thank you again, Charles. Definitely, definitely. Keep, keep up the great, great work. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. There you go. That was awesome. a great awesome. episode previously recorded. We dropped it in. We had to take Charles when he was ready for us a little bit before our college preview, but that was the great Charles Davis of Fox Sports and the NFL Network, our go-to guy for not only college but pro. Uh, so we've had him on talking about the draft, talking about college, but let's let's build on what Charles said and let's go to our top ten, final top ten rankings of the season. Even though it's preseason, how do you see right, the top right. ten all right, well, I'll, I'll just do my 10 and you do your 10. We'll shoot it down. We have some similarities, a couple of differences. 
We already b- predicted our champions. So TCU will wind up winning the championship. They'll be one. I have Ohio State finishing second, USC third, Alabama fourth. Those are the four teams in the playoffs. You know, bowl games sometimes the fifth or sixth team could jump up in. But I think those guys will remain there. I have Auburn fifth. I think they're going to be outstanding. Arizona State. This might be surprising, but I think they're going to be sixth. They'll just miss out on the playoff, and they will win their bowl game, whoever they battle. Arizona State will be sixth. Seven, I have Florida State. I just think Jimbo Fisher and the talent, they've got a lot there. At eight, I'm going with Notre Dame. I really believe that they have talent, and Malik Zaire will have them playing well. Tough schedule, though. We'll have two losses at least. Baylor at nine. They finished just a little short. I was going back and forth with that, but I'll I'll throw in Baylor there. And at 10, it's really, you know, this this is hard because I I definitely have a couple of honorable mentions. But at 10, I've got Clemson tied with your boys and Connor Cook, Michigan State, who will just have that one loss to Ohio State, and then they will win their bowl game. So Clemson, Michigan State at 10. The outsiders right there, basically Oregon, I think Georgia, Arkansas, and UCLA will be pretty close. I said not sleep on Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Those are my, my outside of the top my ten. Right, give, give top ten teams. Come on. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we got a flip-flop at the top. I have Oklahoma – I'm sorry, Ohio State winning it, TCU number two. The other two guys rounding out the, the playoff are going to be Oregon and Clemson, and short of a blowout, I think they'll stick to that ranking. I have Alabama just on the outside looking in. I think they finish fifth. I think they go to a bowl game, a very good New Year's Day bowl game, but they wax whatever opponent they have because they'll be frustrated that they're not in the national championship game. I like Florida State at six. I think that's the same place that you had them. I like Connor Cook in Michigan State at seven. Mark D'Antoni's mm. always been a, a great coach. He's got a veteran squad there. Um, UCLA at eight. They get their quarterback and their protection situation settled. I like Baylor and like George said, I think, or, or, or Charles, yeah, their quarterback situation, they're not going to miss Bryce Petty. He's going to be awesome. Um, wow, we both have them in nine. Same spot. Yeah. yeah. And number 10, Ole Miss. So I don't think last year was a fluke. I think they've got skills. I think Dak Prescott is the man. And they go through a bruising SEC West schedule, but still hang on to be number 10. And then if you had to throw a couple of wild cards in there, because you gave us 15, I'll give you a couple more. USC, USC, Mississippi State, and your Arizona State Sun Devils. I think those three are the three teams to me that could break into the top ten. Any love for Notre Dame? I know you don't like them, and I don't don't necessarily like them either. I don't love Notre Dame. I think they have question marks on offense, although I do love this kid Jalen Smith. Uh, they're outstanding linebacker, uh, but I, I think I think they they get off to a good start, but ultimately they finish I don't know something like ten and three maybe, and they're a top fifteen team, but but I don't think they break the top ten. All right, listen, great show. We'll probably be back a little bit early on Friday, and then off for the Labor Day and the holiday weekend, and we will be back with the NFL. It's here, Ray. The NFL. You're hearing it. The NFL preview show on Wednesday, 
September 9th. And the season starts on the 10th. Hopefully we'll have the Brady answers, all the final roster spots. Maybe somebody signs Fred Jackson, for goodness sakes. Our fantasy football drafts will be done. Ray and Tay will talk about that a little bit, have some fun. All of our predictions, our Super Bowl picks, Tay picked it right last year. I just didn't have the winner. I had the Seahawks being the Patriots. So stay tuned for that. Obviously, Friday we'll be back with some heavy baseball, a lot of things. And we will preview the opening weekend and make our picks for college football week one, 2015. How does that sound to you, Ray? Sounds awesome. Also, U.S. Open is starting. Serena going for the yes. calendar year. Serena Slam. Steffi Graf was the last to do it in 88. So we we'll have to talk about on Friday. I, I think we have the same picks for that one. It, it, the Joker and the Dow probably meet in the quarters, but I think the Joker and Serena are going to take it home. It's, it's, it's like Tiger winning. versus the field. I mean, how, how do you not go with those two, especially on you know, the hard surface? Yeah, I love the U.S. Open. should be great. I wish I was out there. Great show, and have a great sports week. We will talk to you Friday. Ray and Tate today. Thanks to George Reister and our interview with Charles Davis. College football preview. You heard it from Ray and Tate. Ray's going repeat for Ohio State. Tate's going TCU. Have a great evening. We're out. Have a great sports week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.